Welcome to the Raise the Roof Remove the Walls podcast. Andy and Joe here with you. Hey guys. And uh, this week we're on a song, and it's uh, we're recording this the Monday after Thanksgiving. It's we're recording on Cyber Monday, right? That's what today is, Cyber Monday. <laughs> I don't. Black Friday started in like October this year, so I really don't yeah. know all any of these things anymore. Yeah, I think Cyber Monday started the same um, time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, does it ever really stop? There's like multiple Prime Days now. That, yeah, I know. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I saw a great meme that said uh, Black Friday. It said uh, like Monday's price forty nine ninety nine, with Tuesday's price forty nine ninety nine. Black Friday it had sixty nine ninety nine crossed out and it still said forty nine ninety nine. Like it's the same price every day. Yeah. On Black Friday they told you it was a sale. So yeah, I think that's I think that's more accurate. But uh, we're talking about a song, and since it is this time of year, we're, we're going for the transition here. Thanksgiver uh, by Crowder today is what we're going to be talking about. Which it's a nice transition. It's a Thanksgiving into Christmas song. Um, it was either this or like Blue Christmas by Elvis were the two options. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so we'll jump into this one. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll do our usual breakdown, take this verse by verse, look at look at some of these lyrics. Um, <laughs> this one's going to be a little different than anything yes. I've ever done. Yes, it is. Um, but it's Crowder, so of course it's so, going to be different. It, yeah, it is. It is Crowder, so it's going to be different. And it's Crowder, it's Crowder alone. Like, old Crowder with, with the band was a little more like he had people to rein him in. And now that once he went solo, which has been like 10 years now or whatever, not quite, but it's been a while. But he's, he's less... Uh, it's like when Adam Sandler got his own movie production company and could just do what he wanted. It's a little, get some interesting stuff. The, the, there's no, there's this verse says though, uh, it's getting cold. I'm driving home on Interstate 3.0. Mama's calling, where are you at? The turkey's almost done. I hang up the phone, tear in my eye. Moments like these, I realize, God, you're so good to me. Yeah, I mean, this is not a deep song. <laughs> you know, it, there's not a lot of theological depth, which is okay. <laughs> you don't need theological yeah. depth, even though all these folks who are complaining about how contemporary Christian music doesn't have any theological depth, they don't know what they're talking about, but you don't need it in every song. To me, that first chorus, that first verse is simply saying, hey, families are a gift from God. You know, um, and, you know, I, I was thinking, I was watching, I have to say, I was watching 60 Minutes, which I hardly ever watch, yesterday. And there was a story about this um, Marine, uh, former Marine, who had gone through a whole lot emotionally and mentally, and I think spiritually, in, in his tours in Afghanistan. And now he had developed this climbing school where he was taking Ukrainian widows and orphans and helping them to get over their grief. And a lot of it was revolving around the loss of the husband, the loss of the father, you know. And I realize sometimes in the church, we elevate faith, uh, families above Jesus. And we just do, and I know we might get cards and letters, but that's the truth, because more than once I have been told, oh, I would love to do that, but and something to do with my family. Um, but families are a gift from God. 
Um, and I think that that in, in this first verse, particularly, he's recognizing that. But I also feel like faith families are a gift from God. You know, when people talk to me about family, yeah, I've got, I had a mom and a dad. I know that's hard to believe for some people, but I did. Um, and I had a sister. They're all with Jesus now. And a brother-in-law who I love. He's with Jesus. And I have, I have a niece that I'm close to. But that's really on my side of the family about it. Um, and so over the years, as you were growing up, our family was the church. If we, yeah. we talk about Uncle Sherman and Aunt Tammy and Uncle and, and Aunt Natalie, they're not they're not biologically blood related to us. They're Jesus blood related to us. And I, you know, Jesus elevates the church up to that status when he talks about those who are my followers who believe in me or my mother or my mother and my sister and my brothers, you know. So that verse really spoke to me about families and faith families, biological families and faith families being a real gift from God. And I think we need to view them that way. And we need to be careful that we don't then elevate them to a position of idols in our lives where they become more important than Jesus. Yeah. And, and I think, I think one of the questions he sort of brings up without asking a question is, do we really believe God's good? Like, do we yeah. see it in those things? And, and, yeah. and when we see those good things, do we recognize God as the source of it? Right. You know, I think that's our problem sometimes that we see the good things God does and we focus on the thing, whether it be family yeah. or whatever else is. And that that's a huge one. Yeah. That is a good thing. You know, that that's that's such a problem in, in lots of areas that we want to separate good and bad. We think that's the only difference between things. And there's there's good, there's bad, there's God. Like, like yes. he's this other, you know, just because it's good doesn't mean it's necessarily completely like, oh, this is what God wants me to do because it's good. Like, oh, so this yeah. is a good thing. So that's that's exactly the same. Like, no, there's there's a there's a third level here that goes beyond even good things. Yes. Um, and incorporates some of those good things yeah, um, and uses those. But like, just because, oh, well, this isn't a bad thing. So I'm, I, I'm okay. I'm good to go. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's no, no. God calls yeah. us away from plenty of good things to do. Better. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So, Absolutely. yeah, I, I think this, this moment where he's realizing, God, you're so good. Like he's, he's enjoying this moment and understanding this is a gift from God. Like you said, yeah. family is yeah. such a huge, a huge yeah. thing there. Yeah, it reminds me of another Crowder song, which I love because of of the way he he does it. But, you know, he says, is God good? Yes. Is God God? Yes. Then he's good God almighty. Um, and I, I, I kind of love that concept that that's, yeah, that's what he's saying here. We see the goodness of God through our families, but we have to, as you said, recognize that they are a gift from God. Yeah. Um, and we get to the course where, where you're going to get most of the the, the chorus, and there's a little kind of bridge tag ending. That's where we're going to get our depth, okay? It's really yes. the verses are just kind of telling story a little bit. <laughs> yes, yes. Wrong Absolutely. With that. Um, it says, you make joy out of simple and ordinary things. You fill life up with stories I'd never think to dream. So this holiday I want to praise, the one who's making a saint out of this sinner, the one who's turned me into this thanks giver. Yeah. 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 He's thankful for the joy that he gets from God through simple things, through the ordinary yeah, yeah. things of life, you know? Um, and he's thankful that God has created stories in his life 
that he wouldn't have dreamed up that he couldn't make come about, you know? Um, and so he takes this time of the year, this Thanksgiving Christmas time to praise, to praise Jesus for those simple, ordinary things and the way God has worked in his life that he could never imagine having it. And then he says, and this is my favorite line, maybe in the whole song, because Jesus made a saint of him a sinner. He made a saint out of him who was a sinner. I think one of the things that we who have been believers for a long time forget is the depth of our sin. Um, I I know who I would be without Jesus, and I nobody much would like me, uh, maybe even myself. Um, I kid that the character Doctor House in the the uh, uh, television series House—that's who I would be. You know, cynical, cryptic, very uh, cut down people because I'm very probably good at that. Um, and then he says. Not only did he turn him from a sinner to a saint, but he turned him into a thanks giver. And I think when we understand the depth of our sin and and what Jesus really saved us from, and I'm not talking just about hell. I mean, I'm talking about what he changed us as humans from being here on earth into something much, much better. Um and so we need to be thankful for those simple things in our lives, you know? I mean, I live at a place where, quite honestly, most people would look at where I live and go, it's kind of ugly. And I find it beautiful. The brown and the lack of trees. And, and when the sun sets in the evening, going over the little mountains there, and sometimes, particularly in the spring, when you get dust storms, which we get here, it's beautiful at sunset because now the now we've got all the dust and all the crud from the earth up in the air and the and the light is shining through it and there's beautiful colors that God makes. I think we need to be more thankful for our salvation. I think sometimes when we've been believers for a while, it's like, yeah, I got saved, but you know, God, you didn't give me that raise or you didn't give me that house or you didn't give me this or you didn't give me that. And, I, and to me, I mean if God stopped doing anything for me right now, I, he would have done way more for me than I deserve. Even my salvation is way more than I deserve. And any blessing on top of that is, is uh, just, it's grace. And I know that. And I think sometimes we don't appreciate everything we have from salvation on is grace. And even our existence is God's grace. And I was watching another TV program last night where the guy was saying, you know, I was blessed because I was born to this family and in this place and under these circumstances. And I can have been born anywhere to anybody. And but God, God's grace lets me be born where I am in the circumstances I am. So even our birth and even where we're born, all of those come out of God's grace. And to me, the chorus is very much just thanking God for those kinds of things. Yeah. And, and, you know, salvation, obviously, he gets to that point where that that's the thing that we should yeah. always be, you know, and, and like yeah. you said, we, we get used to that. We, we've had it for so long that it's, you know, sometimes we we do start just taking it for granted. We're just, uh, yeah, I'm safe, whatever. Um, we we kind of get used to it. But I love that. For, you make joy out of simple, ordinary things. Like when, when I think back on I, my kids, even my own childhood, like, yeah, there were there were big 
things. Like I've I've been to Disney parks. Uh, <laughs> I lose track. Um, a lot. Three, four, five, six, like eight, eight, nine times, and some somewhere some around there. Some of those are like you know one day, one day quick hitters. Yeah. Um, one of yeah. them was, you know. But I mean, like I've done some of these bigger things, you know, and and those things are great. But like probably if I if I went through and like ranked like my top memories of my childhood or, or memories with my wife or my kids, like stuff that we've done. Like most of it's not even in those big things. It's like little things. It's dumb little things sometimes that some people would think, you know, um, it's the simple and ordinary things. And, and that's finding the joy in those and not, yeah. you know, th- that there's joy in the seemingly mundane parts of life um, with the people that we know and, and that we, get to be around and with and with the god that we get to spend our lives with and worshiping him and you know i this is gonna sound weird uh because i'm the pastor and i'm the one that's preaching um but like there are plenty of times where like sitting and listening to a sermon is like one of the least important spiritual experiences you will have like not not that this isn't a good thing not that we should be together but like if you're counting on this to be the bit like i I have kids that I've known for 20 years now and I could go to them and, and they would, if, if you ask them, Hey, what kind of influence has, you know, he had in your spirit, they all, they, they, they'd say glowing, nice things that I don't deserve that are way more than I should have any credit for. But then if you like followed up and said, okay, what was, what was some lesson he taught? What was some, you know, talking, they'd stare at you with deer in the headlight look going, I don't know. Um, I bet he talked about that. Like, that's not what jumps out. Like it's, it's little personal interactions. It's little simple and ordinary things that really connect people and really yeah. connect us to God as well. Like, yes, it's great to go to some big conference or go to a camp or have some big spiritual high moment. Those, those can be great things, but those don't sustain us. That's not what the relationship is built on. Okay. Um, if you're in a romantic relationship and you're just trying to build it on uh, Valentine's day, uh, good luck. Okay. Um, it's not going to work. Um, I'm blessed. Valentine's day is not a holiday at my house. We, Mine either. we barely every once in a while, it's like, Oh, Hey, I was, I was walking through the store and saw this card and it was actually funny. So I go, well, you know, like, but there's not, it's Valentine's day, whatever. Like if it's, it's, it's gotta be like a Tuesday in October or something that I'm doing. So like, that's, that's when it matters more. These simple, ordinary, everyday things. And, experiencing that with God and understanding that in our relationship with God. If we're just waiting for the high holy days, if you're just going to show up at Christmas and Easter, sure, you might know Jesus and you might believe that he died for you, but you're not going to have this vibrant relationship you could have with him. You're going to be missing out on so much of what he wants to do. You know, John 10, 10, I came to have life, not, not just life, life to the full. And you're not going to have life to the full just on the big days. Right. You know, um, I mean, I'm more jaded because I'm a pastor's kid and a pastor. Uh, which means the big days were just work, okay? Like, <laughs> yes. Um, yes, they were. Like, you know, uh, it's funny. Uh, there were points when we lived in Albuquerque, and, and my in-laws were in Albuquerque, and so we'd be home on Christmas Eve because, you know, we'd have stuff at our church. But it was always fun to coordinate because the whole family, my, my wife's step-siblings and parents and grandparents, like, yeah, we'd all try and get together but we were at like six different churches and it was always like 
kind of this annoying thing. And we, I would say that to people and they'd be like, wait, so it's hard for your family to get together at Christmas. Be like, yeah, cause we're working. <laughs> we got stuff to do. Yeah. Um, I, somebody said yeah. something about Easter not long ago. And I was like, you know, I don't remember the last time I saw my parents on Easter. Um, it's been 20 plus years probably. And that's not, there's no complaint there. Like no. we're doing what no. we're supposed to be doing. We're, we're, we're with our families where God has placed us. Like, yeah. I know for lots of people that oh, you haven't seen your mom on Easter, like, no, cause she's leading worship at her church and I'm preaching at mine and we're doing what we, we'd much rather be doing that. Like, yeah, that's, um, cause like, it's not built on these high holy days it, with, it shouldn't be that way with their family. It shouldn't be that way with Jesus even more. Like it's right. not just these big experiences that you're waiting for. It's right. the simple everyday, ordinary stuff and remembering right all that simple, ordinary, everyday stuff that he does for us. Yeah. So cool. Um, second verse again, verses, not as much content here, but he's telling some stories. So, uh, just took the pumpkins off the porch. The wreath is on my door. There's something sacred about the time of year when you were born, the streets alive. It's Christmas again, but moments like these hope I don't forget God. You're so good to me. Yeah. Actually, I found this verse a little bit deeper than, than than the first verse because he recognizes here the importance of celebrating <laughs> Jesus's birth. And I'm going to get in a soapbox here because I am really tired of Christians telling me, oh, we don't celebrate Christmas because, you know, it's just a pagan holiday that they turned into something. And that's when, when Jesus was born. OK, if you can tell me the exact date of Jesus's birth, I will quit celebrating in December and I will move to that. <laughs> but you can't. So why not take what has been designated as Christmas? Because we complain as Christians. Oh, well, nobody worshiped me. You know, nobody said Merry Christmas. They said Happy Holidays. I don't care what they say to me. I can say back to them what I want. Okay. But so celebrate. Let's celebrate. And because I love this when he talks about it being a sacred season. And yeah. and I think it is. And you're right. I mean, Christmas and Christmas Eve, when you were little growing up, those were fun times because other, you know, we we particularly when I was when I was a youth pastor, Christmas Eve and Christmas was great because we we went. I didn't have anything to do. Now, when I became a pastor, Christmas Eve got a little more complicated, but Christmas was still we just hung out, you know, and and that was what was cool. But we always focused on this is about Jesus and Easter. Oh my gosh, yeah, we haven't been together for Easter probably close to thirty years. Uh, no, not really, because you're only forty two. So yeah, but but. Certainly for 20 or 25 years, we haven't been home because you've been on staff or I was the pastor. Or as you said, now your mother has to be here because they need her more than me uh, as you know, retired person here because she's leading, helping lead worship. But I, I'm tired of Christians saying, well, I don't celebrate it because it's not the right time of the year. OK, then celebrate it at what you think the right time of the year is. But to celebrate the coming of Christ as a follower of Jesus is so it's 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 so huge, and I think it ought to be a joyful time, you know? He talks about here, he sees the celebration of Christmas as bringing the streets alive. I can remember as a kid, under, recognizing there was a difference in people around Christmas than any other time of the year. There just was. You know, people were more concerned about, well, we need to 
give to help this person or we need to assist this person or, you know, there was much more getting out of myself and looking at the needs of other people. And, and, and that always kind of intrigued me because I'm thinking, why can't we be that all the time of the year, you know? But at the Thanksgivings and Christmas, we are really concerned about, boy, we need to help other people because they're in bad shape. And yet the other 363 days out of the year, they're also many of them in bad shape. And, and uh, you know, so to me, Christmas brings out what we ought to be as followers of Jesus 365, 24-7, you know, and he also expresses he he doesn't want the busyness of the season to keep him from thanking God for his goodness. Um, you know, one of the things we tried to do when you were growing up is particularly Thanksgiving, Christmas, not make it busy to, to have that time just to enjoy the season and enjoy the celebration of Christ coming, express our thankfulness and be together as a family and connect with, with some of our faith family members instead of, you know, trying to do all this, this stuff, you know, and I'm still like that, you know, Christmas parties. Well, yeah, they're okay. As long as the right people are there and I don't get bored. Um, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, but it's just the celebration of Jesus during this time of the year. That to me is so important and should be something that we show people. And yeah, he ends this with God, you're so good to me again. You know, this whole song is talking about the goodness of God. And how do we experience the goodness of God? David says in Psalm, we taste the goodness of God. We experience it. And that's what he's doing here, just in the simple celebration of Jesus' coming. Yeah, I, I, this one really does just just like hit home on don't get don't get caught up and forget what we're really celebrating. Yeah. You know, I mean I think that's you know, and and I understand that frustration when people sometimes were like, well, it's just been taken over. Well, well then show them something different Then stand exactly. in the midst of all this stuff and stay focused on Jesus. So that people see there's something different. Um, and personally, I think Jesus is born on September 29th. Like that's, that's just the fall <laughs> time. More accurate. I might be biased. Whoa. I think that's By the way, day. AKA for those of you who don't know, that's his birthday. So. Um, I'm just saying if it's, you know, little bit better than uh you know but uh you know you're right though like we don't know and i think that's on purpose partially oh, by god. like oh, if, I I think if, if god okay. wanted us to know the exact date we'd know it um yeah. I, I and you know yes christmas began being celebrated this particular time because there was this other thing going on but that wasn't like oh we're piggybacking that was hey we can talk about this and we can celebrate this and not die <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that like um, no issues there. So, you know, yes, well, Christmas gets hijacked and taken over by stuff. We can still stand on what the truth of it is and continue to promote that and continue to show people that in the midst yes, of it. So. Yes. Well, you know, it reminds me of in, in, in this summer when we worked with some people who live in a country where it's illegal to be a Christian. And we talked about how do you, how do you meet together? And they were talking about, they come up with excuses. Oh, it's so-and-so's birthday. It's so-and-so's anniversary, you know, so that they don't get killed. And yeah, yeah I, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so then we get to sort of a bridge, third verse, if you want, 
he, he speeds up musically speaking i think this would be technically a bridge because it's got a okay. flow i'll go with you but whatever we don't know we just like music we don't understand it um, <laughs> no we don't thank you for this life and all the joy that's in this heart for when i get to hug my dad and punch my brother in the arm thank you for the grace i know i'm i know i'll never have to earn all because you chose to come down here and save this crazy world yeah He's thankful just for life and for the joy that's in his heart. He mentions his family again. And again, he mentions very simple things, hugging his dad, punching his brother in his arm. And you and I don't know what it means to be punch our brother, our biological brothers. We have other brothers that we punch, yeah. but we don't have biological brothers that we punch. But, you know, just, just, just like when we got home from spending Thanksgiving with you guys and Somebody said, well, what did y'all do? Did you have a good time? Oh, we had a good time. What did you do? Um, well, we went to a movie, yeah. uh, but mostly we hung around and ate and played games. <laughs> and they look at me like, oh, that's it? I said, it's great. That's that's what we love to do. I mean, huh. no, it's it's it, is it life-changing? No. Is it something that the world looks at and goes, wow, now that's exciting? No. But it's it's that that again, love of ordinary things, just living life. You know, you 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 used to use the term you still do, but when you were a youth pastor, remember doing life together. And 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 that's really what families are. That's what life is. We do life with people. We do life with our families, our faith families. Um, and then he's thankful for grace that he didn't have to earn something. You know, thank you for the grace. I know I never have grace to me is the most amazing thing about God. I mean, yeah, God loves us, and he is love. I got that. He's sovereign. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's out time, time in space. I don't get the, any of uh, much of those, okay? Grace just fascinates me because I know how hard it is for me to show grace to people. You know, when somebody has said or done something that hurts me, <laughs> I, I don't want to retaliate against them, but to avoid them, oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be around you. And yet, when I think about what I have done to offend and hurt God, it's way beyond anything anybody could ever do to me. And yet, God still chooses to love me, bless me. And so, yeah, it's a grace that I don't have to earn. And then he says he's thankful for Jesus choosing to come down and save. And I love the term crazy world. We are, I mean, crazy kind of to me is a nice term. Insanity is what I see in the world today. I mean, just pure insanity. Um, there is so much about what people do or don't do that just, I, I just don't get it. I think it's a good thing I don't get it because I, I think it is so opposite of who God is and what God wants that I think I'm, I'm kind of thankful I don't understand it. But I mean, to think that Jesus came and died for us in Romans 5, I think of Romans 5, um, 6 through 8, where Paul says he came while we were weak, ungodly sinners, and he died for us. And then he goes on to say, and if he did that, how much more is he going to give us now through his life? And uh, so I, I was just, I, I like this bridge or third verse, whatever it is, because it really, to me, captures what it means to be a follower of Jesus, thankfulness, joy, 
a, a an appreciation and overwhelming with the grace of God and knowing that it was that grace that saved me and nothing else. Yeah. And, and, and especially that last line, you know, you chose to came down here and save this crazy, which is an understatement uh, world. You know, I, we get so used to Christmas. We see, you know, I love nativity scenes. I come from two people who love nativity <laughs> scenes more than I do. You come from like, one who really loves nativity scenes. Yes, yes, I do. Um, but, you know, those have always been around. Like, that's 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 what our houses was full of growing up. Like, they were all over the place. Um, the annoying little one with the little bitty brown. Yeah, we got rid of those. We got rid of those. my favorite one. And it's pain in the butt. Um, the fun. older we get, I couldn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> They were little. They wouldn't stand up. Yeah, it was yes. it was brutal. Um, you know, we we get so used to this nice, happy picture of the manger and the shepherds there, and some people get their pet peeve on if the wise men show up because they're not supposed to be there yet. Um, but, but like, we we have this nice, warm, cozy, precious moments feeling about it sometimes, which like yeah. isn't you know, yes, it should make you feel all warm and good inside to think about Jesus coming. Don't get me wrong. But, like, he came to a real world. Like, this was a real baby who came to a real mess. Um, yes. In more ways than one. Um, like, I, there's so many reasons and so many layers to why God does everything the way he does it, by sending his son as a baby, um, which is absolutely insane, by the way. Um, I don't like sending my, like, 15-year-old places that I don't have, like, more control of, like, it. We're, we're, we're getting to this point where I have to because she's 15, but there's still days. Um, the 11-year-old still likes me, so we're okay because he wants to be <laughs> with us. But 15-year-old, um, <laughs> she wanted to be in my car this morning because it was cold um, on the way to school. So, But, yeah, if there's not food or warmth or a bed involved, <laughs> we're good, but, you know. I'm not necessary the way I used to be, um, which is how it's supposed to be. And it's fine. But, you know, um, but, you know, Jesus, you know, I, that's hard for me. God sent his son to be totally dependent on two human beings. Like mm -hmm. complete, like Jesus isn't like some special baby that could walk when he came out of the womb. No, he's a baby. He can't do anything. I have a friend that, that refers to babies as blob stage. Like once once they get out of blob stage, he liked his grandkids, right? Like he has four, five. I lose track of how many kids there are in that family. Uh, he's got a whole little gaggle of grandkids, right? And when they're, they're, they're babies, like his wife would be like, oh, he'd be like, yeah, they're fine. I, I, I want them to be able to walk and talk and do stuff with me. Um, once they're at a blob stage, he liked them. You know, but Jesus gets down and he's, he's in blob stage. He doesn't do anything. He can't do anything. He's dependent on us. He's dependent on human beings and people and, and in this real world where people are out to hurt him too. Like there's real stuff going on here that's just crazy and insane. And yet God comes into that, comes into that mess, puts himself at risk to come into our mess and do all this. And just that reminder of that, that it's not just, oh, the nativity scene. Like there's a whole just huge amount of stuff going on here of God coming into our mess and showing us that grace that you talked about that, that's so so important, so life-changing, so different. You know, like you said, I understand lots of things about God and can wrap my my, my mind around some of them. Um, being outside of space and time is getting easier the more I watch the show Loki, by the way. It just 
messes with your <laughs> sense of time and space and it's, it's, it's crazy but you know grace is is one of those ones that's just like wow like there's a reason why we always say amazing grace it's not just because of the song like it, the song no. just makes sense when we hear it because wow like all right god's all powerful that's cool but i can i can sort of understand and make sense of the fact that god's all powerful the fact that god shows grace this this is counterintuitive this is counterculture this goes against human nature yes. grace grace is counter to our nature it is yes. and so it's amazing to think about that and what a thing to to give thanks for that we've been shown this grace and so that's that's the big trump card here that yeah. it all yeah. comes back to this grace that all the other reminders of the ultimate good that god does you know all this other stuff points us back towards that yep. and at the end of the day that's what we get to see yeah. Um, so there's, there's, there's this little tag to end the song. You're the reason you're the reason why I'm a thanks giver. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, I, God just brought passages about thankfulness. Um, you know, first Thessalonians five 18, we're to thank God in all situations. That's his will. And that's hard. You know, uh, the death of a loved one, a huge disappointment or a health issue in your life. It's hard. I remember Dave Busby, who was a guy that was sort of a mentor to me as a youth pastor, um, shared his story one time. And he, Dave, when he was in his late 20s, developed multiple sclerosis. And no, I'm sorry, cystic fibrosis, cystic fibrosis, where you have fibers literally growing in your lungs. And the doctor said, there's no cure. And you're probably not going to live a very long life. And he said, I remember sitting in the hospital room after he got the news. And he just asked God, why? And God says, because I'm going to let you enter into my suffering. And he said, so it turned from why me, God, to thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for this. And, and then I think of Philippians 4, 4 through 7, where he talks about rejoicing and praying with thanksgiving. And that allows us to experience the peace of God. I think when we're critical, we don't experience peace. When, when we find fault with everything around us and everybody around us, we are probably the most unpeaceful people that we could possibly be at that point. But when we are praying and rejoicing, even over the little things, as he talks about, ordinary things, then we're going to find a peace because we don't need the big things to fill our lives up. We have Jesus and the ordinary things of life and his work to give us that abundant life that you talked about is so important. And then first Timothy four, four, where he says, everything God made is good. We're to receive it with Thanksgiving. And that's everything. So everything that God made, which other than sin and evil is everything. Um, we have to receive it with Thanksgiving, even if we don't understand, it, you know, um, and I've told the story, you know, I wanted to live in Denver all my life. Um, and when I got the chance for a church to call me to go to Denver, God said no. And just basically said, you got to tell them no. And I didn't know why. You know, I want to go here, God. This is where I've been wanting to go. Why aren't you letting me have this? And then a few months later, it became very evident why God had me where he did and uh, kept me there for that period of time. Because if not, I think a church would have really suffered horribly um, in that situation. So 
everything God made is something that we can receive with Thanksgiving. And, and to me, when he talks about it at the end there, you're the reason that I'm a Thanksgiver. I, Jesus is the reason, not just for the season of Christmas and not just for Thanksgiving, but every day. He, we need to be Thanksgivers to him every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love this phrase, Thanksgiver, because it's not, yeah. it's not just an action. It's an identity. Yes. Like, this is who I am. And, and Jesus is the reason for this. Like, because of who Jesus is, this is who I am. I yeah. am a Thanksgiver. I'm going to give thanks. You know, the, the verse that came to my mind reading this whole song was, was James 1.17. Like, every yes. good and perfect gift is yes. from above. Yeah. Like, everything comes from him. And he does all of this. And so, he, since he's doing all of this, I'm going to give thanks for it. Because I know it comes from him. Even if, like you said, I don't understand it and I don't get it. Yeah. Um, God was saving all of us from pops having to drive in Denver traffic, by the way. There's, there's a multitude of thanks. Oh, there's a multitude of reasons why God there. saved all, um, all of us from that. Yeah. Yeah. We went to Denver this summer. Did pops drive? No. Did pops have any interest in driving once? No, not at all. Not at all. He was happy to sit in the back seat and hang out with the I grandkids. Was. I was. While my wife and I navigated the yes. big city. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Roswell's like as big as he wants to drive through. <laughs> well, I'll do I'll do Albuquerque. I'll do Albuquerque. <laughs> uh, because I know Albuquerque. It's it's when I don't know places and there's a lot of people driving and they don't drive like I think they should, then yeah, I <laughs> upset with that. That's that's very true. Hey, as long as I'm getting to drive on the correct side of the road with all the road <laughs> signs that I can read in the language I speak, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm okay. So I, uh, I get to drive in Prague next summer, so that'll My be My job is to pray during that time. <laughs> <laughs> We're not flying through London. It'll all be fine. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> so that's it from uh, from Thanksgiver. So we will uh, see you guys again next week with another passage. Bye, guys. Bye.